Good morning, friends. This past week, Grace and I have been celebrating our 10th year wedding anniversary. We are thankful to God for His provision. We are thankful to God for the time He has allowed us to just enjoy the company of each other. We are thankful to God for friends like you who have walked with us, who have prayed with us, who have supported us financially uh, to be able to do what God has called us to do. And we've been looking back at His faithfulness. We've been looking back at how we've gone through tough times, how we've celebrated together. And one thing is common, that during this whole time, He's provided constantly friends who have prayed with us, friends who have supported us financially. And for that, we are very thankful. I pray that you'll be encouraged this morning as we continue to look at the second part of First John. Be blessed and may God bless you. Now let's pick it up again from John 6, 68, book of John. When he said, this is our life we proclaim, it reminded me when most of the disciples deserted Christ in John chapter 6. Most of them deserted Christ and they left from verse 66. He says, as a result of this, many of these disciples withdrew and were not working with him anymore. So Jesus said to the 12, you do not want to go also, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One from who? From God. And John is saying in 1 John, this we proclaim to you, eternal life. Just a reminder of what also Peter said. He said, this eternal life, where shall we go? Where shall we go? We have nowhere else to go. Maybe he thought about leaving. He said, but I go, where will I go? Where will I go? I have nowhere else to go. This is the conclusion of the matter. This is eternal life. And that particular verse in John 6, 68 just simply represents a total satisfaction in who? In Christ. He says, in him I find what? I find life. In him I find comfort. Don't walk away from him. Don't walk away from him. I know just like that cartoon over the edge, the squirrels, they're all in the bush and they keep wishing they would cross the what? The edge. And one of them dared to cross. And what did he find? From the forest, he found that on the other side, there are humans who throw away what? They throw away food. And all of them are just wishing, I wish we could go over the hedge and just see what happens over the hedge. There seems to be life over the what? Over the hedge. Let's just cross over. And sometimes the Christian life can be boring, but you wish you can go over the what? Over the hedge. Let's just see what is in the world. It says, do not walk away. In him there is eternal life in him there is eternal life this is eternal life that we proclaim to you number two by our testimony we evidence Christ but also John says we've seen yes we've touched we've heard we proclaim to you also that is verse 3 so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with who is with the father and with his son these things we write so that our joy may be made complete. We evidence Christ by the fellowship that we have with one another. It's Christ who says, they will know you're my disciples if you have love one for, one for another. But what does that look like when you're all strangers coming from different homes? Maybe sometimes what we have in common is we all come from Chitende. Love one for another and we're all different. Very few of us here are related, very few. Most of the relationships most likely are husband, wife, daughter. Different families and they're supposed to have love one for another. How do we do that as a church? He says, you have fellowship with us and with who? And with the Father. I don't know how to illustrate this for us. 
But the fellowship we're talking about, usually we want to start at me and you, isn't it? We have fellowship between me and you. I mean, I just began by telling us a story of a fellowship, a care group, as brethren laughing together, growing together, eating together. And that's the fellowship we see in the book of Acts. They sold everything and shared with one, with one another. But that fellowship can be very, very tough if we have nothing in common. But in this example, this is you here, this is me, right here. And we have got the cross. Think of this as a triangle, okay? And it's saying we have fellowship with who? With him, but also with one another. It's not just fellowship between one another. It is fellowship with who also? With God. And that is the fellowship. That particular triangle is the full fellowship. This is in one way fellowship, but it is empty without who? Without God. That is why these families who are from Chitende cannot have a full fellowship if there's no fellowship between them and what? And God. Even for him, he has to have fellowship with who? With God. He is the one thing that we have in common. Not because we come from Chitende. And it says, what we have seen in verse 3, what we have seen and we have proclaimed to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. I need to remember that triangle. I'll keep referring to it several times, because that is a true fellowship. This is true of all relationships. There's a common ground of all relationships. It is also about how do we cultivate the relationships that we have. Cultivate a common ground. For us here who are married, there was a common ground. One day I visited Grace, and uh, grandmother was at the house. She had visited from Soroti. And she saw me, and they started speaking their, their language. I'm not understanding, but they are smiling and laughing. And she said, where did you get that young man from? This is a grandmother looking at me. I said, he's my friend. I said, hey, he has a gap. And she's referring to this particular gap. And in their culture, they love the white. They love the gap. Then I found out later, that she had gotten a stone at a young age and knocked out her tooth to get a what? To get a gap. So we are both last borns, and then I have the support from the grandmother who thinks it's the guy with a what? With a gap. So if you go back to the family and you've kicked out the guy with a gap, she will think of you as unserious. So again, common what? Common ground. And what we have in God is what unites us as believers. That's what we talk about. That's what we fellowship under. That is the sweetest fellowship. It is talking about and interacting around the things of God. You can only do so much with soccer. You can only do so much with politics. But with the things of God, that is common ground. And Paul, I mean, sorry, John is saying in verse 4, these things we write, these things we tell you, so that our joy may be what? may be complete. There's a completeness of joy when we have this fellowship with God and with one another. These things give me joy. They give us joy when we proclaim them to you, when we tell them to you. I think it's Christ who says, I have food, you know, not. Oh, he's telling his disciples. He had stuck with the Samaritan woman at the well. Then they had gone out and they had eaten and they came back and says, hey, he hasn't eaten. He said, I have food you don't know, you don't know about. And they asked him, what food are you talking about? Did someone bring him food and says, my food is to do the will of who? Of the Father. And Christ found, finds total delight 
in doing the will of the Father. That is the joy that is complete around the things of God. That is complete joy. That is ultimate delight in the things of God. Is that possible for us? What makes the fellowship going? What keeps the fellowship going? I think it was again Ryrie who broke it down into two things. One is the conditions for fellowship. And the two conditions for fellowship, we're going to look at them. One is conformity to a standard. And the other is the confession of sins. Remember the sin that I talked about that hinders the fellowship? One is the conformity to it. There's a standard. There's a standard to all of this. And the other is the confession of sin. What keeps the fellowship going? What keeps the fellowship real? How do we really find victory and make these things work? How do we make the fellowship work? How do we make the things of God work? How do we sit in that fellowship, like I shared with you, that happens on Thursday? And when someone is talking about sexual purity, that there is there's a confidence, which I didn't see this past Thursday. I did not see that confidence. I'm telling you, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Because when Gonzaga asked the question, all the faces were dampened and everyone bowed their head to look down on the ground. They didn't say much with what they said, but they said much with the way and the posture with which everyone was sitting. Because I remember how that fellowship began. How can we have that confidence? And yet, we are a set of imperfect people. That when I begin to interact with someone, guess what? My sin, I'm like cactus. We begin to pinch each other. When you rub shoulders, we begin to do what? To pinch because we're not the same. We are believers who are not perfect. How do we fellowship with one another and yet we are not? We're not perfect. How does that happen? And I use the word, how do you make things work? But I also said here, it says, for the sake of clarity, we don't make it work. He works in us. He works in, he works in us. We yield to his working in our lives. In our families, we don't make things work between husband and wife. He works in us. We can't make it work by ourselves. He works in, he works in our lives. Remember, we have fellowship with who? With God. And so that we can have fellowship with one another. Without the fellowship with God, this cannot, this cannot work. Between me and you, it cannot work if there's no fellowship with God. It is impossible. Thank you for listening to 10 Minutes in the Field. To support the ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda, visit www.give.wol.org slash location slash Rwanda. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.